Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. It's BudPod 1, 3, 4. 1, 3, 4. Give me more. <laughs> we will. Of BudPod. It's... Um, it's a kind of wonky arrangement of numbers, isn't it? One, three, four. It makes your eye sort of go ghoul. Yeah, I know. Because I think because your mind is, is looking for the two. It's looking for the two, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. You're looking at one, three, four. And you're like, there's something wrong here. There's something missing. You're running. Your mind's looking for the yeah. two. You're running up and down the wooden stairs. Oh, oh where? Throwing open cupboard doors. Where's the two? You cry. But the house is silent. You're interrogating, interrogating three like Batman. <laughs> Where is he? <laughs> well, two is a she, of course, as we've covered many episodes ago. Where is she? Yes, two is a gal. Two, three, and four are gals. The lucky one is the only fella in that mix. Yeah, yeah, I think that's true. Also, apologies to any listeners who can hear... Another round outside of what I like to call London's mysteriously constant drilling. <laughs> yeah, I was, there's always construction noises in London, and I just think, uh, I'm sorry, I've already had buildings. <laughs> what if, you know what I mean? It's like you're, uh, uh, buildings, as far as I can see, and what's this? The sound of more building, but we are, they're already there. <laughs> I what well, you wouldn't expect a chef to come over to your pizza at your table and be like, "Well, here's the oven. Let's put the pizza back in." <laughs> I wouldn't expect that ever. No, you'd be surprised if that. I'd happened. be appalled. Mm. What I don't understand is um, whether or not it's it's good. Like, um, uh, so so there's a thing I do, Phil, now because I used to get annoyed about stuff. And what I do now, Phil, is I make up a story in my head about why it's not annoying. Uh-huh, yeah. So that's, that's yeah. Good. You're tricking yourself. Yeah, yeah. So if someone is, like, uh, sat next to me on, the, on a train and they're, they're absolutely, you know, open-mouthed chewing their way through a sack of grapes or something. <laughs> a sack, yeah. yeah. I can make... A hemp sack <laughs> of loose a grapes. A sack of loose grapes, like you can buy from any grape vendor on any train station platform in this country um i will make up in my head like oh um he's maybe he's got like a a deviated septum you know like his nose is all fucked up so he has to chew with his mouth open otherwise he can't breathe oh what a what a what an unlucky man i'll think instead of what an awful piece of shit so i've got this like so your 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 misophonia is so bad you've had to invent a fictional world for yourself. Oh, it's, I, where everyone has a legitimate reason <laughs> to be eating with their mouths open. Yeah, it's. Um, I do it with everything. I just make up a little story. You're basically Russell Crowe in a beautiful mind. You've you've gone mad. Yeah, I've gone insane <laughs> in an attempt. Yeah, and you're right. in an attempt, and not, you're seeing the world as as more like your life is going better <clears> than it is. 
Well, it's in, in an attempt to not be as angry a person, or as irritated, I suppose irritated is a better word than angry, but in, in order to be a less irritated person, I just make up like an alternative mm. scenario. I'm not saying it's definitely why, but I'm thinking, well, you don't know. Ah, perhaps. And is this a technique? Is this a technique you've developed yourself, or is it an established form of treatment? Um, and a wizard whispered it to me through a wall, in a in a dungeon. <laughs> uh, no, I think I. I don't know actually. I don't know if I stumbled across this on some bullshit subreddit, or if I've made this up myself, or mm. some sort of therapy-based source. It could be anything. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. It's a, I don't know. But I regarding the drilling noises, maybe it's good. Is it good for a city to be constantly building? Does that mean that we're in a good city instead of a decaying one? Hmm. But it must be decaying in order to require all that repair, right? I, I, yeah. it, 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 it's a sign of a healthy economy. Or is it just a sign of a healthy construction industry? I think it might be that. Yeah, which is one of the possible signs of a healthy economy, but not necessarily. It's the largest industry... Well, it's the largest section of the British economy is construction, followed by services, right? Yeah, that sounds right, given that everything here is fucking old and needs to constantly be, like, tinkered with instead of just knocked down. Yeah, sometimes I think, you know what Britain could have done with? A good old bombing in the Second World War. I mean, I knew we were bombed. But compared to Japan and Germany, <laughs> nothing. And look at their trains. You know what I mean? That's true. If the if the Germans had been better at hitting train tracks instead of major population centers, um, mm. maybe we'd have better trains. That's true. I mean, the, the, in the north, they still have those fucking diesel trains. It's a pretty outrageous. They're not even electrified. Oh, shit. Have you ever got one of those trains that goes from like the right-hand side of the north to the left-hand side? So you sort of like York to Manchester? Transpennine. Oh, the Transpennine. Mm -hmm. mm. But you know how it's like... Oh, those diesel boys. <clears throat> yeah, it's like two carriages and this like... <laughs> like this insane engine with like <laughs> smoke coming out. Yeah, it's like a sort of... Uh, it's a, the kind of train a snobby southerner would imagine still is in use in the north. Yeah. A, a, One that literally chugs out black smoke. A big industrial smoke chugging train full of happy northerners openly chatting to each other even though they're strangers yeah awful 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 <laughs> awful all around <laughs> i still remember the, the transition of going from uh, the kind of slightly chatting to strangers in public to not doing it at all when i moved from the northern half of this country to the south yeah yeah i felt the cultural shift phil I felt it. I'm so proud. I'm so I'm. I, you know, I, I, I don't think I can really call myself a southerner because I've only been here since I was 16. But if there's one thing I'm proud of regionally, it is our reticence to talk to strangers. And when, when a northerner says, "Oh, down south, no one talks to one another," like a, a single tear of pride just rolls down my cheek. <laughs> And I, I go, you're damn right, we don't. <laughs> you look like um, you look like um, one of those uh, propaganda paintings of like uh, communists staring into the sunset. You know? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I'm puffing my chest up, and I got my my hands on my yeah, hips, yeah, yeah. and got this big burly chest, yeah. <laughs> and an angular face, an angular face, and like uh, one of those uh, the hats with uh, ear flaps. 
We don't have we don't have as good. Uh, I will say this though. I was going to say we don't have as good propaganda uh, these days slash in this country. But the coronavirus period no. had some pretty good propaganda. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, what was it? Uh, hands, face, space. It was like yellow and red, um, the yellow that... and and black like stripes. Like it's a crime scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it all got a bit V for Vendetta for a moment. Yeah. There. Yes, yes, it did. Yeah. Very, very airstrip one. Stay home. <laughs> a good citizen avoids the virus. A great citizen <laughs> stays home and never gets the virus. Citizen 734MZ, you are past your curfew. And then, like, a big spotlight. <laughs> and it's a, a, a bald, uh, what's her face? Um, what's her what's actor? Uh, uh, in V for Vendetta. Oh, um, it's not Kira Knightley, is it? No, no it's the other- it's American. Oh, of course, she's Padme. Oh yes, and in Black Swan. Oh, it's um, uh, this is gonna bug me. I swear, the act of saying what's that actor's name makes the listener forget the person's name. Yeah, apart from all the people yelling you know I mean? at us now. <laughs> Natalie Portman. <laughs> Natalie Portman shaved, sh- shaved Natalie Portman, running through the streets. Uh, you got to hand it to communist propaganda. It had a real look, and what's what was amazing. One I've never <clears throat> really understood, and there might be a perfectly uh, simple historical reason for this, which you'll tell mm-hmm. me, is how consistent communist propaganda and communist aesthetic was from Russia all the way through to China through basically North Korea like the look is the same why yes. is the look the same well it's a style it's called socialist realism yeah okay so, and so were there people literally coming over from Russia going to China being like so you draw the lines at this angle and you use this font <laughs> Well, they certainly they they would they would say like this is like the best kind of propaganda because it's so part of the style comes from the fact that you need to it needs to make sense to illiterate peasants, right? Ah. Uh. So if it's too abstract, like early on in communist Russia, Soviet Russia, you had some actually some pretty cool abstract stuff in World War Two, and then after World War Two, they were really like they really hated like abstract art, like they they were kind of a little. Nazi-ish about sort of decadent, abstract, weird art. They were quite. Mm. If you wanted to get ahead in life, you wanted them those hyper-realistic paintings of ruddy-cheeked farmers who were absolutely shredded. That's what you wanted. Um, yeah, and they had like government yeah, yeah. De- government departments. You know, they had like a house style. I suppose you could say. Um, yeah, you're, you're trying to appeal <laughs> to Joe Vasilev on the street. <laughs> That's right. Just your average Vasily. Yeah. Um, the irony, I remember, there's a good article somewhere online. Do, do your own Googling because I'm too lazy, everyone. Um, about how, maybe it was John Gray in one of his books. Anyway, the point is, he said that if it was him, he was saying that socialist realism is kind of ironic because it wasn't really, it could, it could either be socialist or realism in terms of like yeah, depicting yeah, of what course. Russia was actually like or what China was actually like because... They, it would so often be focused on what socialism would be like, right? Like sort of flying cars and like be- these beautiful buildings. 
Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, it, mm. it was very rarely a hyper-realistic painting of a university-educated commissar begging a beet farmer to, <laughs> you know, show him where the horde of beets was that didn't actually exist. Yeah. Very rarely actually about what was going on on the ground. Yeah. But you know, it does all look exactly the same. Yeah. Yeah. Got to hand it to Maybe them. you should start doing tour posters in that format, maybe. Yeah, I think that might be cool. I think that might be cool. Get a, Commission a real painter to do it, and then you have the amazing poster, and you have a painting for your house. Oh, yes. My my the my house of the bare walls. The house of bare walls. <laughs> your, your empty, echoing Mrs. Havisham. <laughs> uh, I have put a couple of things up. I was saying to the, to you, it's like it's like in a video game where you have a base, and between missions, you when you come back to the base, you notice like more stuff has been set up, or like your yeah. the Assassin's Creed team have been putting up, putting <laughs> unpacking more boxes and putting out more computers while you've been out yeah. on your missions. It's like that. Well, Every you... time I come back to um, my <laughs> house, there's a couple more bits you know I put up. Well, you um you completed the jungle mission, and now there's like a big mask in the corner. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then if you scroll the cursor over it, it's like a kind of really like stupid summary of like a few. Who knew that deep in the jungle there was a temple full of blah blah blah? But I guess in the end, justice won out. It'll be like yeah. some stupid summary of your mission. I can walk next. If I walk next to it, I can press interact. And uh, <laughs> yeah, and you keep doing it accidentally because you're trying to chase an NPC around the room and talk to them about the next mission. Press interact, and I just go, "Well, that was a crazy day." <laughs> well, that was a cra- oh, god damn it. Well, that was a crazy. I'm trying to make some breakfast. Yeah, yeah. Or you click it and go, "Hmm, I wonder if I could wear them up." Hmm. <laughs> or the, the really passive-aggressive video games where eventually it comes up and goes, you are bored of looking at the mask. <laughs> yeah, some games don't let you do it f- forever. So, yeah. Sometimes they'll just Which take away the, 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 the option of interacting. They'll just go, no, you've had enough. <laughs> yeah, you're done with the mask for today. Mm. <laughs> yeah, oh, okay, fucking hell. Um, oh, last night, Pierre... Um, I was my final tour show in Brighton, and and, mm-hmm. and you were there, and you were there, and you were there, <laughs> and you were there, Pierre. I was there, yeah. Um, uh, it was a lovely show in Brighton Theatre Royal. I want to thank everyone for coming, and thank I want to thank I would like to take this opportunity to thank everyone for coming to all the tour shows. It was um lovely and nice to finally get it done, and thanks for holding on to your tickets for. Two years, uh, <laughs> um, but it was really fun. Uh, Pierre uh, Pierre um, opened the show last night, and he had to explain uh, away <laughs> a, a well a white bandage on his head. Yeah, yeah. It, it yes. looked like you'd been gassed in the Somme, and the medic had slipped and put the bandage on the wrong, like just a few inches too high. You looked like. You look like you're coming back from some battle you've been conscripted into. <clears throat> I think I looked a bit like um, someone playing like injured man in a school play. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because the bandage like it's rectangular, but perfectly. I have to say, perfectly in the center of your forehead. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't look like if I if I was a skeptical you know employer or something, I'd be like, well, you can't. No injury is that exactly in the middle of anyone's face. <laughs> 
It has to be a fake. Uh, yes, uh, although the injury is not in the middle of my face. And uh, I, I amused Phil's audience by claiming that it was my new forehead swastika tattoo, <laughs> um, which was fun. Uh, yes, that's right, Phil. Uh, head injury had to be explained away. Um, I, I, I sprayed lamb juice in my own face. <laughs> Which I said last night is not a euphemism. <laughs> I'm about to spray lamb juice. No, that's horrible. <laughs> oh, God. It's disgusting. Why would it be lamb juice? You call your <laughs> dick the lamb. Sometimes I call my penis the shank. My the shank, shank is good. Yeah. The, le- the leg, the shoulder. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I call my penis the lamb because people say Jesus Christ when they see it. That kind of works. <laughs> but then there's no need to start going on about lamb juice. That's horrible. Yeah, that's gross. But you actually mean lamb juice. You burn yourself mean, with lamb juice. Juice of a lamb. Uh, yes. You, you, you sprayed I, your forehead with lamb juice like you were being baptized in the church of lamb. <laughs> yeah. Like you were a baby getting baptized. <clears throat> mm-hmm. So what I was what I was doing was I was slow roasting a leg of lamb, and it was a big old boy. I went to the I, I was in the supermarket, Phil, and I went. I didn't even go to the meat aisle, Phil. I went straight to the butcher, straight to the source, mm-hmm. buddy. I need you to head back in there and get me something custom. Have you ever heard That's of right. a leg of lamb? I couldn't help but notice that you. In the aisles, you sell half legs to half men. (laughs) (laughs) I demand a whole leg, a haunch, if you will. So I went to the counter and I said, listen up, butch. Give me that two and a half kilogram leg over there. Wow. And they wrapped it up and handed it over. And then when you're cooking it, slow cooking it, it's got to be in a pot with a lid. Phil, yep. in the oven, and yep. halfway up to, halfway up its surface, whatever, with, with water and all the herbs and things that you put in with the water to create the, right. the, the lamb liquor, the stock. So half submerged. Half submerged. And then flip that bitch every hour. Right, okay. Got to flip him. So I took out the bitch, and uh, just as I was trying to flip the bitch with two spoons... The big old heavy lamb leg boy just tumbled back into the... Well, it, it kind of slipped under the spoon because it was all wet with juices. Mm. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. the spoon slipped. And uh-huh. so I want you to imagine, Phil, that the spoon... I'm, I'm holding it over arm with the, with the concave facing towards me because I'm trying to spoon the lamb towards me to flip it. Right, like you're playing lacrosse with a spoon. Yeah. Yes, yeah, but I'm using two spoons. So the left hand has got the underspoon, as it were. Okay, so you're a dual-wielding lacrosse player. Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and as I'm trying to flip this thing towards me to roll it, I, the spoon slips and twangs, and, like, Dennis the Menace spoon catapults boiling lamb juice right into my face. Oh, wow, yeah. And was, yeah. There, is there, was there, like, hot fat in there as well? There was hot fat. There was bits of garlic and ginger. You know. Well, it. hot fat. That sounds ooh. well. Hot fat. Garlic hot. and ginger. <laughs> yeah. We all remember that particular jazz trio, Phil. Hot fat, garlic, and ginger. 
Well, it sounds like this was a delicious injury. At the very least, your face must have tasted very good, even if it wasn't a lot of pain. Oh, my 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 forehead has never been um, has never been uh, more well layered in flavor. But that 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 sounds really horrible. And you're saying last night, like it was that level of pain where you didn't even swear. Yeah, it it was it was a moment of like complete silence as I just checked to see if <laughs> I'd blinded myself. That real yeah that and, that quiet panic when when you realize you've really you've done something really bad to yourself, it's just yeah. like a quiet white hot panic like your brain yeah. isn't even giving energy to saying anything because you're you're just trying to figure out what's happened, what the level of damage is, what the solution is. What, yeah, it's terrifying. I I immediately. In, in like silent like horror <laughs> just got all the ice cubes out and then I remembered that you're not supposed to put ice cubes on burns and I was like oh, and oh so really? a bowl of ice cubes yeah Why? yeah because you can get like freezer burn as well like it, it's oh, going from one extreme to the other double burn holy shit yeah it should be cold water not, not ice water Wh- when ice. you when you first splashed that hot land juice on, on your forehead was it that kind of hot where at first it doesn't feel like hot. Like for the first split second, it feels almost like cold. It's just like this kind of blank, yes. like blank feeling. Yeah, like a blank feeling, and it's like your body's going, "Okay, something's happened here. Time to decide what it is." Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was basically my body going, "Something big's going down in Forehead Town." <laughs> We're not sure if it's hot or cold yet, but get the boffins uh, more on as it. we get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And and then as the pain hits you go Yeah. Ugh. Instead of even swearing. And then I I, ca- I, I Captain America the boiling hot lid across the fucking room. <laughs> and then later while I was still like I was turning down hobs because I was boiling stuff as well on the hobs, I was like, turn down the fire before you deal with anything else, get rid of all the fire. And then uh as I was turning off all the fire, then I was like, oh, get the lid. I have to put the thing back in, get the lid. And I just picked up the lid and then it almost burnt my fingertips oh, really badly. Because of hell. course the lid was hot, Philip. <laughs> yeah, because it's been in the oven. This is, putting a, full, a whole pot in the oven is fucking terrifying. Because you, when you're boiling it on the stove, you're like, okay, I, I've got a good idea. The, the bottom of the pot is going to be very hot. And then it's sort of getting cooler and cooler along up the sides. And the handles are fine and the lid is fine. But yeah. when, you, when it's been in the oven, you take it out, it looks the same. You can't, it doesn't look hot. It isn't glowing like in a cartoon. Yeah. But it's so hot. It's all equally hot. It's insane. And it, every time, a lot of the limitations of my, of my cookery, Phil, have, has just been like the fear of like, well, if I put a pot in the oven, it will explode. Yeah. Because <laughs> the idea of going like, okay, get something that's quite reactive and will boil and release steam and then seal it nice and tight and put it in a hot sealed box. You're like, oh, like a bomb. <laughs> like an improvised explosive. Oh, you mean like a bomb? Like a bomb would be. Like something from um, the Hurt Locker. Can you, <laughs> whenever, whenever I hurt myself like that in the kitchen, I just think, imagine if I had kids as well. Like, can you imagine if you're ma- oh, making this man. stuff and you've got tiny idiots running around? Who are your legal obligation to keep safe? And you just oh, have yeah. these glowing white hot things <laughs> that they want to smack off the counter at any opportunity. 
there's nothing and also like the stuff that is like boiling hot napalm is the food that they want to eat <laughs> it would be different if it was like a glowing boiling hot you know spike made of homework or something that they hated <laughs> but it's not it's delicious food Phil oh yeah isn't that the life life giving food that they want for a period is life threatening so dangerous like a bomb as you say and you have to handle it like it's nuclear waste. <laughs> it's, yeah, I, I've always thought... Also, like, it took me a while to get used to... Um, it was only when I moved to London in 2013, really, that I'd ever had gas hobs. Yeah, you're saying. It's all electricity in, uh, in South Africa and in my, in my house where I grew up on the Isle of Man as well. Um, and the idea that you would go like... Oh, we we have a constant flowing supply of explosive gas into every house. <laughs> it's fucking mad to me still. Well, not this year, Pierre. <laughs> Don't even read oh, the news. Yeah. If you uh, say say goodbye to that, Pierre, no worries these days. <laughs> uh, I I have so the the house I've moved into is an induction hob. Um ooh. Yeah, which is like electrical, but fancier. Like it's like Star Trek electrical. It induces, yeah. hence the word induction. It induces the heat <clears throat> in the pan itself um, by by uh, I, th- I think by alternating magnetic, a mag- alternating a magnetic field, so it gets a current moving in the metal. And that you know, as we all know, Pierre from um, I squared R, or is it I R squared? Um, that's the that's the heat power if you have a current going through a resistive. Metal, but anyway, um, the I was really worried about it. I was like, "Oh no, induction! That's so lame." And then the second I moved here, gas prices what quadrupled. Oh yeah, and I was Good like, "Timing, yeah, maybe someone upstairs is looking after old Wang." Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's <laughs> it's um. It's quite cool the induction. It's kind of like magic. Like it, it doesn't. You know, it's so counterintuitive for a, a monkey brain that is only now getting to grips with the idea of fire. Yes, yes, yeah. Where they go? Well, now this is fire that appears inside itself magically. In, yeah. In the thing you're heating. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. That is nuts. I mean, that that's the main reason why. People like gas normally is that it's like a quarter or half the price of electricity, so it is cheaper. But now maybe we're just going to become a full electric country. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm talking to someone who's like, don't even bother trying to get it replaced because in a few years, the government might even like say no, no more gas hops or like. Yeah, um, that, that sounds impossible to achieve. They're already doing it with boilers. Oh, uh, eh? really? You can't have a, you can't get a gas yeah, boiler. Yeah, they you can, but it has to be like a combi. Oh yeah, okay, okay. Because and I know this because I I have an enormous ancient gas boiler, and I am aware that that is not something that one can have done to one's house anymore. Or certainly not like a new manufactured one. I don't think they make them anymore. I don't know. Mm. It's um, it's a hell of a th- yeah. I mean, they, they, I guess you do that because of stuff being replaced, right? And then eventually you just go. It's like when they turned off um. <clears throat> 
when they changed uh, FM radio or they said you can't pick up your pension at the post office anymore. It's a big societal shift to a more efficient system and you just have to try and kill as few old people as possible by doing it. Mm-hmm. I get you. I get you. So they'll just be like, no more gas. And they'll be like, there will be, Phil, a fucking leaflet every week, constant TV adverts, bus stations, like gas is being cut off. Your gas is being cut off, brackets, but don't worry, ours is too. Or something like that. <laughs> and still, it'll do that for like five years. And still, the, set, the day after they cut it off, there'll be an article in a red top newspaper about nanas freezing to death. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Grandsicles. <laughs> God, I wish energy was free. From time to time, Pierre, I just go, I wish energy, there was en- an endless energy. I just, I... I Imagine. I, do, you, do you ever fan... I, fan, I honestly fantasize about uh, an unlimited source of renewable energy being discovered or invented. You mean the sun? Um, well, even that's uh, not yes, unlimited. I know what you mean. Well, a few billion years, you know. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess I want. It's um, I do, I do agree though. I do that as well because I'm also a normal, relatable guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, just imagine if they, if they, if they figured out cold fusion, then you just did anything, oh. just constant, just brrr, just lights and machines always going. Can okay, you imagine the geopolitical consequences? We won't have to. Take, oh, any we won't have to, any we country ha- with oil. We wouldn't have to listen to the Saudis about anything ever of fucking again. We just, everyone would just, <laughs> everyone in Saudi Arabia would just go, like, every non-Saudis would be like, bye, fuck you. And, just, and, and, and all the Saudis would go, eh, but remember us, remember us. And we would just leave them. <laughs> They'd have to start selling oil to hipsters. Like, oh, it's like an older, <laughs> cool way of heating stuff, guy. Remember fossil fuel? Ah, oh, retro, cool. <laughs> I guess this like Saudi the Saudi Arabian well like the Gulf generally would just return to being what it was before where like the only industry was like a, like a kind of mid stop on the spice trade pearl diving and like exporting like the few crops that grow around the edge yeah just back to nothing again really imagine god be quite a thing I mean I think that I think the last couple of administrations have been trying to pivot away from oil i think they kind of see the writing on the wall but yeah yeah anyway also also infinite energy but one of the reasons that we don't turn salt water into fresh water is because it uses electrolysis and it uses like an insanely expensive amount of energy it's just not worth it if you had infinite energy you could just have an infinite supply of fresh water anywhere in the world oh yeah just from the fucking sea man I want infinite energy. Get on it, boffins. Santa baby, hurry down. Give me energy for free. I've been an awful good boy. Santa baby. Endless sustainable energy tonight. I'm working on that song for this Christmas. It's a... it's it's Wang's number one to raise money for cold fusion scientists. (laughs) (laughs) 
just two billion pounds a month could fund a plasma fusion experimental dome. They 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 made there's a significant step made in the fusion, wasn't there? A couple of months back. I've, I've yeah, they keep getting better and better at 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 heating superheating plasma. Yeah. No, is that what's required? Yeah, I think so. That's something like that. Something to do with plasma. But then there's always like it's always like a big news article every time they get like. 0.0 times, 0.01 times, you know, uh, to the power minus a million <laughs> more energy yeah. from something. So big steps in theory, but <clears throat> they always joke that cold fusion is one of those technologies that's always a few, ye- like seven years away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah, yeah, I'd, oh, hopefully. Or if we just get really into safe, like thorium based nuclear power, and then it'd be fine. Thorium? Mm, Why do you the, know so much the Chinese about nuclear power? I've been researching this because there was an interesting article about... Let's, let's find it. Chinese thorium. Um, yes, that's right. <clears throat> so thorium is a... It's like it's not as nuclear... It's not as radioactive as uranium and plutonium. Like you can't make weapons out of it. Mm. Um, but it does work. Like they had working thorium reactors in like the 60s, but it just wasn't as good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so here we go. Scientists are excited. I love that when an article opens with that. Scientists are excited. Just you know, scientists. <laughs> you just imagine all these people in white coats just jumping up and down in the lab. <laughs> 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 yeah. yeah. I imagine someone already fully dressed as a scientist waking up in bed and jumping out <laughs> and going, yeah. <laughs> Like uh, um, in a, like a, American movies where kids in those little pajamas wake up on Christmas morning. <laughs> they run downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> Woohoo! Yeah, snow day! Yeah, just a house full of little scientists, all full of joy. <laughs> so scientists are anyway. Excited. <laughs> yeah, scientists are excited, Phil. Um, about an experimental nuclear reactor using thorium as fuel, which is about to begin tests in China. Um, although it's been tried before, experts say China is the first to have a shot at commercializing the technology, like good communists. Um, <laughs> the reactor is unusual in that it has molten salts circulating inside it instead Whoa. of water. Mm. Molten salt as a coolant? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, man. Molten salt. Molten yeah. salt, dirty like sun. It's texture like sun. What's a rhyme for thor- thorium? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It cools down the thorium. Ah, oh, Mr. Beat. God damn it. It's trying, hard trying to scour thorium. It cools down the my thorium. lovely thorium. That'll, that'll, that'll do. Uh, okay, so it's, um, it's molten like molden sea, sea salt. Wait, is it molten salt or molden salt? Because that's a lovely salt. Oh, mol- mol- <laughs> yeah. Well, it could be molten molden salt. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I am not loyal to anything as much as I am to molden sea salt flakes. I didn't know you can make salt better. <laughs> but anyway, this is free publicity now and we really should reach out. Delicious. Delicious, delicious, still sodium. Um, uh, what is it? Sodium oxide? No. Sodium nitrate? 
Sodium nitrate, isn't that like a poison? Isn't that cyanide? Isn't it just sodium? Sodium chloride. Sodium chloride. This is a sciencey episode. I quite like this. It is. We're bloody QI over here. Oh, Professor Brian Cox will be on to whisper at you in a bit. <laughs> we could be one of those patronizing radio for science. Salt? But that's molten? Well, that's the kind of... Whoa! Like that sort of voice. <laughs> um, so it has... Uh, mol mol molten... I was going to say, molten molden salt sounds like um, a Norwegian writer. <laughs> Another and, uh, chilling the thriller other... from Molten Molten Salt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, long listed for the Booker Prize, the chilling, uh, surreal horror by Molten Molten Salt. <laughs> um, so it has it has the potential to produce nuclear energy that is relatively safe and cheap, whilst also generating a much smaller amount of long-lived radioactive waste than conventional reactors. Mm. And they're doing it in the Gobi Desert, Phil. Gobi. Gobi. Only good things happen um, in the desert. That's right. Um, and thorium is much more plentiful than uranium, and it is weakly radioactive, silvery metal found in rocks, and it has little current industrial use. It's a waste product of the rare earth mining industry in China, so it's very attractive. Ooh, yum, yum, yum. Mm -hmm. Yes, please. Yum. Morium, yum, thorium. Yum. Thank you very much. Let's have some morium. So <laughs> yes, yes. I think maybe that maybe it'll be it. Maybe... It's not cost-effective because it's more expensive to extract than uranium at the moment. Oh, okay. But mm. the Chinese have loads of it anyway. Well, hopefully this will be it. Hmm. Mm. Thorium. Maybe this will be it, Phil. We'll have to ignore China's other disgraceful behavior because they've got all this sweet, sweet energy. Mm -hmm. But they need energy, boy. They can't use coal forever because coal comes from Australia and the Australians hate them. Oh, is that right? Yeah, China's been fucking with Australian wine and, and, and stuff true. as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's the. You could you could biggest. buy more Australian wine in solidarity, Phil. That's a good excuse. You can buy more Australian wine. What? In like solidarity. Oh yes, of course, of course. I already do. I just didn't know it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If you needed an excuse to just stock up on sweet booze. <laughs> uh, um, shall we, for once in our fucking lives do some correspondence yes yes tell me their words when you're ready to pop the question the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring at bluenile.com you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online choose your diamond and setting when you found the one you'll get it delivered right to your door Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. 
Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Ring, Letters, emails, phone calls, phone calls, Someone called Miss Georgia has signed us up for something called Yesterday's Farmhouse. Georgia, Georgia, farmhouse. Well, as in, like, did she just put us on a mailing list? I think so, yeah. It's just the ways to decorate your farmhouse. (laughs) (laughs) Farm tat? Did they have farm tat? Yes, maybe that's why. Maybe that's why... Maybe that's why. Um, a fun email from Mike. Mike! Yikes! <coughs> it's Mike's. Uh, he says, uh, Hi, Pooh and P. Classic, yep. Yep. Girl stuff. Um, Phil's early wanking story. I'm very new to the pod. Oh, you're going to have to narrow it down there, Mike. <laughs> he says, he literally says, if he doesn't remember, it's when he met a friend of Ivo Graham in his flat. Oh, yes, yes. After and just having a wank. Yep, and he yep. didn't want to shake the guy's hand. The guy reached his hand out and said, hi, I'm Jim. And I just looked at his hand and I went, mm, yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> I mean, I did the right thing. <laughs> It'd been funny if I just went, hi, Jim, and just shook his hand. Like and a, then wouldn't let go, smiling <laughs> rigidly, eye contact. Like we were making some blood pact. <laughs> you and I are brothers forever now, Jim. <laughs> Bet you didn't think that would happen today. <laughs> we are bonded, you and I, forever. Um, so he says, Mike says, The worst thing that happened to me was that I was milliseconds away from finishing and I suddenly got really bad cramp in my thigh. <gasps> Horrible. Um, to the point where I was screaming in pain. Yikes. <laughs> the spunk just went everywhere <gasps> no! as I was grabbing my thigh. No, wow. And I was, <laughs> I was no longer in control of my penis. <laughs> this was in no way a pleasurable experience. I'm not now suddenly into getting cramped whilst coming. Oh, that's bad luck. That's bad luck. What happens just as you're um, climaxing is just bad luck. Because once... once once a horse is bolted, you can't pull it back. And it just yeah. has to happen while whatever else is happening is happening. <laughs> yeah. The idea of like having both hands on your thigh like an injured sailor while you're flailing dick just, just sprays. <laughs> like a hose, he said, almost. He's, it's like, he says it was... He says the spunk just went everywhere. God. As you grab your thigh and go, Ha! Ah! It's like the spunk knew the thigh was going to cramp up, and it's like, we're getting out of here. Yeah. The, like, uh, the thigh was doing a distraction so they could get away. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Don't worry, guys. Okay, now, go. I'll distract him. Hey, Mike! <laughs> ah! <laughs> go, go, as go, go! The, as all the... <laughs> As all the spunk escapes, they look back over their shoulder and the thigh just like winks as Mike's grabbing it. 
like a dying hero. Uh, Mike says, probably the most pathetic moment of my life. If this hadn't happened, I didn't even think it was possible or probable. Koji, until you get cramp and stop, Mike. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. It's a good uh, Jack in it story. Thank you, Mike. Um, oh, someone signed us up to Match.com, I think. Mm, stop signing us up to stuff. What is this? It's a sort of quite a, a sort of a pretty Eurasian lady. Oh, I'm listening. <laughs> Reply from Robert sent you a message. No, he didn't. On Match.com. No, he didn't. My recent inquiry with Match. Hi, Maria. Maria, stop signing us up to Match. Oh, it's Maria. Maria You're no longer a Match member. Your your membership has been terminated. Oh, whatever message Robert sent, it must have been pretty horrible. <laughs> your account has been terminated. You can't be on Match if you're under eighteen. Oh, so your account's been terminated. What is it happening? Why are we getting Why are we getting someone's Match rejection email? Why Why would someone traffic themselves on Match using our email? Huh. Interesting. In case they got caught, I suppose. Well, I guess, but you know. You're already breaking the law, breaking the law. <laughs> we were very popular on Match. We were. Well, I mean, nominally us. Right. Yes, I'm, I'm, um, I'm sure we would be. Two gosh. nice guys. Two nice guys like us. Two sweet boys. Yeah. Do you think we'd be more popular as a pair? As a sort of thruple pair? <laughs> right. Hmm. I think we'd lose a lot of the mainstream crowd who are just looking for a single person. Yes. Or what do you think if it was two of us looking for two people for some reason? But for some reason, it only as a, only as a pair. <laughs> Why would that happen? I wonder what would, what would make us do that. I'm just scrolling through... I'm just deleting all the spam from Match.com. There really was a lot. Hmm. <clears throat> maybe we've been matched with another podcast. Maybe that. Maybe is there a podcast? Oh, what podcast would you like to match with? Hmm. I would like to match with uh, the Joe Rogan podcast. Ooh. The Joe Rogan Experience. No, I, that's the only podcast I can think of at the moment for some reason. Well, we would. It would be good, like just for general number of listeners. Like, like we could probably, if he mentioned Bud Pod, we could probably get like ten million listeners, and then half a million would stay. Yeah, yeah, be good, but because they'd listen, and at no point would we talk about how strong chimps are or anti-vax bullshit conspiracies. Does he? Does he have? He must have more listeners than like CNN has viewers or some shit by now. Yeah, he's got so many. Like it's it's mad. He's 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 the Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk of 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 bros. A podcast, yeah. He's the Genghis Khan of bros. <laughs> uh, do we have any emails that are that are not spam? <clears throat> We do. I'm just uh, so that one from Mike was actually from like four days ago. I'm actually and so I was a bit naughty. I, uh, now I'm scrolling all the way back. Ah. Um. So, a a great and horrible email from Jane. Okay, the great and horrible. Jane, the, the great, great and horrible. horrible. Yeah. 
Um, it's called Putanic in its subject line. Okay. Okay, so it's a uh, big ship yeah. made of poo, I'm guessing. <laughs> well, maybe. Uh, Dear the Piddler and the Caped Pusader. <laughs> Very good. I like that a lot. And it's Very Batman. nice. It's Batman. Yeah, it's Batman. Have you, seen the new, have you seen the new Batman trailer? I have, yeah. Duct tape sounds. Duct tape sounds? Right at the start is the duct tape sounds. I or is that the old trailer? That's old. There's a new full one. Oh, really? Oh, fuck, I haven't seen it. Oh, I like the look of it. I like the look of it. Uh, is it good? It looks cool. It's just Robert Patterson just looks mental as Batman. He just looks like... <laughs> he's just crazy. He's like screaming and shit. It looks great. I've, I've always okay, wanted to see yeah. a Batman that just like lost his mind. Uh, but okay, I'm into there that. is a danger. It's going to be just too emo. But... Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully they'll have... Got the balance right. Uh, the, the the aesthetic looks really cool. I think they've actually taken a lot from the Arkham games, it looks like. Um, uh. And it's quite comic booky. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm optimistic. There's a Selena Kyle storyline in it, which I always kind of think... I just kind of think Catwoman doesn't work a lot of the time. I just think it's like... I don't believe that they're romantically interested in one another. It just feels a bit naff, but maybe they'll make yeah. it work. <clears throat> She's always stealing diamonds, and then she still just lives in, like, a flat. I never understand what the point is. <laughs> yeah, she just kind of looks at them, right? She just sits in her tiny one-bedroom apartment and just looks at the diamonds and goes, Ah, you've yeah. done it again. If only there was yeah, a practical just... use for all these jewels I have. <laughs> <laughs> if only there was an easier way to afford all the cat food I need for my many stinky cats. Um, so, Dear the Riddler and the Cape Crusader... Uh, says Jane. Uh, she Jane says I became a Bud Pod Pistorian around the start of 2020. Great, thank you. <clears throat> and after a strange experience listening to the Bud Poo episode during my first pandemic trip to Sainsbury's, recommended the pod to my boyfriend Tom, and now he's a Pistorian too. <laughs> uh, yes, another Tom. It will not shock you to learn he is in his early 30s. Yep. Makes yep. Sense. Yeah, that's it's the name of our generation. Tom, Matt, Alex, Tom, Alex. James, and Matt. Yeah. Alex, Tom, James, and Matt. <laughs> uh, Oliver is the big name this year. The the, the ONS uh, ba- um, popular baby names just came out. Olivia and Oliver. Really? Yeah. The Olives are doing well. The Olivers are back. Yeah. Olivers are Gosh, coming. okay. Interesting. Um, the attached piece of pandemic tat popped up in an advert online, and I thought I would share it with you. So just I'll describe it to you, Phil. It is a pandemic face mask. Mm-hmm. And it says, will remove for something, exclamation mark. What do you think? Food. No, no, no. It's tat, remember? Oh, Prosecco. Close. Gin. Close. Wine. Closer with Prosecco. Wine. Uh, Think fancy. Think fancy. Um, uh, Champagne. Yes. Ah, thank you. Thank a you. little fancier than Prosecco. Yes, yes, yes. We'll remove for champagne. Delightful. Yeah. Delightful. Mm-hmm. And completely contrary to the instructions from the governmental health department. Yes. That is not the guidance. Citizen. That is not the government guidance to remove for champagne. <laughs> Citizen 731, you have removed your mask for champagne. <laughs> 
Report to the edu- so, re-education lounge. I don't know. I don't know why it's a lounge. <laughs> lounge. <laughs> There's no need to be uncomfortable after all. A lounge. A re-education. <laughs> so Jane says, uh, I'm also writing to share Tom's poo story. Oh, great. Um, it was 2008 or so. Bring, bring. <laughs> it was 2008 or so, and Tom was at university during what he describes as the bum bum years. <laughs> oh, poor Tom. In the holidays, he would catch up with school friends while at home and had an ongoing prank war with his friend James. Lovely. They would take it in turns to play an escalating series of pranks on each other. I, I, I never I never gone to pranks myself. I, I, I do like to hear about good ones sort of performed by yeah. people who like them, to people who like them, but I never got into it myself. Yeah. Yes, there's a there's a, there's a good way of doing pranks, but it's 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 difficult. Mm-hmm. It's a hard thing to do. Mm-hmm. One morning, Tom woke up at James's house following a night out, during which, in Tom's words, Tom had probably done something annoying. <laughs> yeah, that's the which is that, very suspicious. That's the fear. Probably means he definitely did. Yeah, when you have when you have a hangover and you have the fear, and you just think, I did something annoying last night, didn't I? <laughs> He was the last to rise to the sound of some furtive giggling and general conspiratorial noises from his friends. Ugh, not a nice way to wake up. On Tom's way back from the toilet, James announced that he had made Tom a cup of tea. Mm. Mm. Apparently this was out of character and so piqued Tom's suspicions, as did noticing the tea bag was still in the mug. Hmm... As Tom brought the tea to his lips, the reason the tea bag had not been removed became clear. Mm-hmm. No longer weighed down by the tea bag and disturbed by the movement of the mug, a small brown nugget emerged no. from the tea's surface. No. Yes, Tom found himself inches from a pooberg, now bobbing innocently atop a contaminated brown lake. That's not a prank. That's just That's just the fall of civilization. That's not <laughs> A prank. Awful. That's just a, Awful. that's like assault. That's verging on a crime. That's indecency. Come on. How do you how do you pop out a little poo in a mug? How do you stay friends with someone after they do something like that? This is why this is why you... I never got into pranks. <laughs> <laughs> you pranked me. You are an enemy now. Yeah. God. I guess it would have to be like if, if someone did this to you out of nowhere, you'd probably try and kill them with your bare hands. But the, if it was escalating, as they say, then God knows. What right? Okay. Yeah. 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 It was an arms yeah. race. Is um, escalation? Yeah. Brinksmanship. Yeah. Brinksmanship. Sure. Um, with an okay, thank you. The contents of the mug, turd nugget, and all were hastily deposited down the sink. From that day on, if James was annoyed with someone, they were unceremoniously served their drink in the same mug. Keep up the good work, and please do keep jacking it, Jane. <sighs> Ugh, yuck. Sometimes I'm glad I don't have friends. Hearing stories like that, I go, oh, I made the right decision not to have friends. <laughs> Are you claiming to not have any friends? <laughs> well, I don't know. Whenever I hear about people um, and how much time they spend with friends, I go, oh, I guess I don't have friends. I just don't... 
You know what I mean? And like friends seem to I be cent- that- so central to so many people's lives in a way they just aren't in mine. Or like being spending time with friends it seems to be like so people talk about yeah, so with my friends the other day I was like I that's the last saw a friend maybe three weeks ago. I think um I think it's just different like like I think you and I discussed this the other day, like some people's definition of like Oh, that's my friend. It's like someone who they've known for like three months mm. and who they don't know that well. Whereas like with some people, it's like, especially like men of a certain generation, they go, I have two friends, Jimmy <laughs> and my barber. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I don't see either of them. Jimmy's dead. You know, it's that kind of thing. So it just sort of depends, I suppose. I think my parents never had many friends. I think maybe I get it from them. Well, your parents are both like uh, Batman style loners. A little bit. A little bit. <laughs> Your parents stand as silent sentinels atop a darkened city. <laughs> yeah, together. Just stood next to each other on, <laughs> on their own roof. Yeah. I don't know. I think, no. Hmm. Yeah. Do they, do they post Instagram captions going, uh, standing silently like a sentinel atop a darkened city troubled by crime with this one? <laughs> <laughs> uh, with this one, that I was so I I was, I was really obsessed with that meme with this one, and I want I should I should, I almost started like a recurring joke on my Instagram because I I did one picture with like this ridiculous statue of a lion. I just read type you know an amazing three years with this one. And I, sh- I should have kept yeah. going with it because I just find it's a, such a funny <laughs> thing to say about something that's obviously not your partner. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, just doing it with sort of a shoe or a desk, anything like that. <laughs> uh, well, thank you. Uh, what was the last writer's name? Jane. Thank you, Jane and Mike. Um, for your thank you, Jane and Mike. Revolting story. <clears throat> thank you, Jane and Mike, um, and thank you, listeners, and thank you to the Podbuds who were in Brighton last night, and the people from the gig last night who, as a result, are now listening. Yes. Yes. If, if you're there. Jane and Michael, by the way, are the names of the children in Mary Poppins. Jane and oh, Michael Banks. Oh, I, I was thinking they were very much um, um, how to learn English names. <laughs> yeah. Jane and Michael went to the supermarket. Michael found a poo in the tea aisle. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yes, thanks very much, guys, and we'll see you next week. Have a good one, everybody. Much love. See you soon. Bye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.